Hey everyone, welcome to the Bible Belt Bros Podcast. Today is a vacation slash New Year's slash Andrew's gone with my real bro instead of friend guy. Anyways, uh, welcome on in to the Bible Belt Bros Podcast, Matthew. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Representing H-Town. The last time you were on the podcast, some of the uh, responses we had was, hey, actual facts in <laughs> research. So good luck on your, you know, backing that up. I think last time we talked about Adam and Eve and people were yeah. like, what? Or science, awesome. science and uh, the Bible and that kind of stuff. Well, so, always glad to throw down facts. Quick note, uh, last time on the podcast, we were we introduced ourselves as Rocket League Bronze Level. I would like to report that uh, we have made it to gold. Boom. Which is not the top, surprisingly. There's, there's other levels besides gold. But <laughs> we're at the gold. We got it. We're getting better. Fantastic. It was a fantastic moment, and things were broken in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so in celebration, which was not a celebration of us actually getting to gold, it was a goal that ended up being blocked, so it didn't even count anyway, Matthew broke a lamp at this bed and breakfast, and hopefully they don't listen to this podcast, otherwise we are in trouble. The super glue job is going to be awesome. Yes, you got super glue, you're the scientist, you can figure it out. That's right. <laughs> If I try to do it, it ain't. No, it's going to be fantastic. I suggested breaking other pieces off the to lamp even it to out. even it out. That, I that, think that entered my mind as an option when I saw how it broke. That would have been my number one option if I did it. So, just, just saying, if you want my idea, it's cool. Anyway, uh, we're here on vacation, celebrating the new year. Oh yeah, family style, hiking, yada yada yada, freezing fires, games. Some people go away from the cold. <laughs> we went into the cold. Into the vortex. Yeah. So when I say cold, it's it's not even. It's not above freezing. For me, <laughs> so, it's a polar vortex. Yeah. I mean, I mean Houston weather. Yeah, I'm sure this sure. winter storm has a name. I like how the Weather Channel just started naming winter storms. Like we name hurricanes. We want more people to watch the Weather Channel, so we're yeah. going to give winter storms you know names. What has really worked with the hurricanes is when we name them. Even though no one cares at all. <laughs> Yeah, you'd think there's enough winter storms that would just all blend together, but I guess not. You would think so. So, I brought you here. Well, I didn't bring you here. We, we came here. came here together. I brought you to this podcasting setup <laughs> because I have been getting confused with the vacation scheduling of what day it is. And I went and visited my grandparents on Christmas, I believe, and they don't know what day it is. You know, they, they're... <laughs> They're quarantined. They can't go anywhere. They have no like, idea. Grandma follows a calendar every day. They don't know how to use technology very well. I found out they hmm. they thought Alexa was hacking them, so that could be a thing. But uh, huh. it's just uh, it's it's uh, I figured uh, I'm getting older and becoming like my grandparents, and I'm gonna have to start carrying a calendar to even you know don't have what one on your phone. Is. Do you use a calendar on your phone? Well, here's the thing. My technology on my phone is getting a little uh, new for me, and it's just harder to check, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I just remember thinking, oh, tomorrow I could do this, but it wasn't Saturday. I've never been a calendar person. I've always been a, if it's an important enough, 
I'll remember it. Mm-hmm. If it's not important enough and I don't remember it, it probably won't be that big of a deal. But now with meetings and being a manager of things, I like have to use my Outlook calendar to schedule things. That's the worst. So it's made me be more calendar-centric with work anyway. But now I find myself putting my personal things on my work <laughs> calendar, like doctor's appointments and things. Uh-oh. And it's not the worst because then I can set an alert a day before and I won't forget it. Well, look at you, smarty pants. And I got to say, when kids entered my world, the number of things on my mind every day like quintupled, and I started forgetting a lot more things. And it wasn't for lack of sleep. I think it was just too many things on my mind. So it's actually been good to get back, to get to a calendar routine of sorts. I'm not in a routine yet. I'm I'm in this. Today is, according to my phone, Thursday. Oh, yeah. Christmas break. I mean, who knows what day it is. <laughs> I mean, it is New Year's. It's New Year's Eve. We do know that. Recording this, so I, yeah, I just I don't know. I just feel like I'm I'm getting older. I don't know how to. I think technology is starting to get to get away from me a little bit, and I'm not paying attention to things. And you know, I'm just sooner or later, I'm just uh, not gonna know. Like I was at my grandparents' house, and one of the things they talked about was how they look forward to certain days. Like Friday night is a great music night. I think on I got gotcha. one of their favorite channels. I got gotcha. you. And Saturday's the best movie day for the Christmas movies on TV. And I'm just thinking in my mind, like, you can literally watch those whenever you want. We live in a world today where yeah. you want that station, it's probably broadcasted. Yeah, but that mindset know. is definitely there with the older generation of like, yeah. so, this Leave It to Beaver was on this day. And, you know, the nightly news is on at six o'clock every night. And, and that's how they kept a routine. Johnny Carson is on at this time and not on the weekends. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, pe- people are built for routines. So I just hope that I get smarter and don't lose that routine thing because, hmm. man, I, I hope I grow with the times. I'm sure in, what is it, 50 years from now, things are going to be even easier if I take advantage of it, especially at that age. If you think about it at that age, some of the things that technology wise yeah. that could benefit them, but them learning how to use it is yeah. just as hard as them yeah. not using it and doing I mean, people are projects. creatures of habit for sure. Yeah. That's kind of what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So that came to my mind as I visiting my grandparents and then I blank out on what day it is before our trip, like figuring out like what to do and all this stuff. And I just thought, you know, that is something that's easy for anybody to do, not necessarily on forgetting the calendar, but just getting in routines and getting mundane with tasks. And, you know, you have your work routine, you work five days a week and you have two days off. And then that's like what you look, everybody looks forward to Saturday, you know, because that's their day off, you know, and you see the the memes like Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning. You know, you just see those. And that's kind of how it is. You know, everybody's yeah. excited when it's Thursday because that means tomorrow's Friday. You know, yep. you just get in these routines. And, and at church, like you look in the Bible, Israelites were always in those. And some of, their, mm-hmm. some of their things was they wanted to get into different rituals or different routines that the world was doing, you know, instead of doing what, mm-hmm. what God was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I find us... The question is, like, how does the church not fall into what typically is a Sunday morning routine? I think with a, like like with many things in life, it's important to realize that moderation is key, right? Like one ba- bag of M&Ms is great, but, you know, 20 bags of M&Ms, not so great. Oh, I was going to say even better. <laughs> <laughs> you take, okay. If you take the recommended dose of Tylenol, you're good. If you quadruple it, your liver's dead. 
having moderation in, in many areas of life is really good. And I think rituals and routines definitely falls in that category because I think I think our Creator knew that 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 people are and we're going to be creatures of habit to certain degrees, and habits can be really healthy because habits can habits and rituals can just help you stay sane. They can help you remember what is important and what's not important, right? I mean, brushing mm-hmm. my teeth, that's a that's a not a religious ritual, but it's a ritual, right? The same same amount of time, same time every day. I do it all the time. Some people have the same breakfast every day. And if it's a healthy breakfast, it's a pretty awesome routine to be in. I think in a, from a religious sense, yeah, I mean, you you can take routines and rituals to the extreme and you see that in the Old Testament where you know, a lot of Jesus's retorts to the Pharisees were these little arguments they had about like Jesus or his followers breaking some ritual, right? Like healing right. on the Sabbath or um, you know, things like that. And I can't think of any. Yeah. Like healing on the Sabbath. What other rituals did they break? <laughs> I know there was more, <laughs> There was a lot um, but there was a lot of healing going on. And it's almost like Jesus did it on the Sabbath to prove a point. Like you guys are following these rituals too much. You're placing too much emphasis on the rituals. But, but on the other hand, um, I think there's some, there's, there's some things to suggest that, that rituals, are not just something to follow from a religious standpoint. They actually have the ability to teach themselves. Doing a ritual can actually teach you something about God or about the nature of God. There's a guy, Drew Johnson, who's written a couple books about this. I think he's a theology professor uh, in New York. And one of his books is called Human Rights, R-I-T-E-S. And another one is called, a lot more heady title, Knowledge by Ritual, a Biblical prolegomenon to sacramental theology. And even, I don't know if I pronounced that word right, <laughs> but, uh, but, but he argues that, that rituals are really important and that, and there's some scriptural basis for rituals themselves actually teaching something about the nature of God. And uh, just one example in, in Exodus, uh, 31, uh, the Lord is talking to Moses about the Sabbath and he says, Say to the Israelites, you must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come, so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. So, like, part of the purpose of that ritual was to teach people about God in some way. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, I think it would be good for everyone to examine what rituals you have in your life, right? And are they useful? Where did they come from? What is the purpose? You know, well, especially in the Old Testament... Rich, we're, our house church is going through the book of Exodus right now, which seems like a, a, it seems like we've been going through it for three years. We actually probably have, but it's, it's, it's brutal. But one of the things in there is everything ritualistic. Every, like the clothes have to be a certain way. The color right. has to be a certain way, you know, right. the, the beams have to be a certain height. And those are all like, there were reasons behind why those things were the way that they were. Yeah. And it, it seems like God was, you know, like you're saying, like he was very into the rituals, the reminders. the. And in some of those cases, a lot of those, some of those rituals were there to keep the Israelites safe from things they didn't even know about. Right. I mean, you have the ritual washings after, you know, contact with bodily fluids mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And they didn't know what germ theory was. I mean, nobody did until the 1900s, right. but, and yet, and yet you have these Israelites who are keeping themselves clean after they've touched, 
you know, people with leprosy, they had to be quarantined for a week mm-hmm. or, you know, blood and, and you know, human blood or, or whatever, feces, those things. There was these commandments to clean themselves and wash themselves a certain number of times or with a certain kind of water or, or, or whatever. Sing the birthday song. Yeah. Yeah. And those rituals were there to protect them. They probably further the, the Israelite people in terms of like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody kept death, uh, like death rate figures back then or average age back then. Mm-hmm. But uh, I bet they lived longer than most of the other pagan nations because of these practices they had that kept them safe from disease and, and that kind of stuff. And those were rituals that were there to protect. And I think there's like, we taught our kids the birthday thing this year. Like I used to not care at all about how long they washed their hands. And then COVID, it's like, okay, <laughs> this is your ritual. And like, they do it now. So right. almost like subconsciously right? whenever they're doing that. And that's a ritual that they may not necessarily know why they do it, but it's keeping them safe. And then fast forward to now, you have some Catholics who tend to focus more on the rituals. And then you have like my church who is like, mm-hmm. if it's a ritual, we are not doing it. No. Well, <laughs> there was this that, movement, but... right? I mean, in the, I think... At least my church, a Church of Christ, uh, by its history, came from the Restoration Movement, not the Reformation Movement. The Restoration Movement, mm-hmm. which is a split off in like the 1800s from a bunch of other denominations, and that was exactly their mindset. They're like, if it's not written in the New Testament to do it, we're not doing it. <laughs> and that's where like the no instruments thing came from, right? Like, right. There, there's nowhere in there that says to use instruments to worship God in the New Testament. So the, the church didn't do it. We're not going to do it. And so there was this giant swing away from rituals, mm-hmm. except the Lord's Supper. We kept that right? because Jesus did because it. Because Jesus did when it when He came back and it showed it was important. Yeah, and that's a really important ritual. But on the and other hand, think about it, all the things that we have not are not written about Jesus. You know, and uh, His oh, lifestyle. Man. There could have been all those rituals. He could. He was a practicing Israelite, right? A Jew. Right. So he probably did a lot of, especially growing up, before he reached that age of like, "Hey, parents, I'm Jesus." You know, he was doing everything. <laughs> and I, but, but like you said, you can take these things to an extreme and I don't know if the right word is abuse them, mm-hmm. but like place way too much value on them or, uh, or remove like the reverence or the purpose from them. Like I had a, I had a, a friend in college, I remember who like, he would miss church on Sunday morning. And then on Sunday night at our church, they would offer the Lord's supper in case anybody missed it. And it was like, he had to go to a separate room and take it. Mm-hmm. And so he would show up at like. 10 minutes before the end of Sunday night service so that he could take the Lord's Supper <laughs> and make sure that he had it on that Sunday. Gotcha. And I was like, I, I don't think that's the spirit of it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm You're glad. Like that, pulling one over on the. <laughs> right. I'm glad it's important to you, but I don't really think that's, that's like the purpose of, you know, Lord. and if you have a, a, a silent 10 moments of, you know, prayer and reflection on your week during that time, then, then great. But, I don't think that's the idea that if you, you know, if you miss the Lord's Supper on Sunday and you get in a car wreck on Monday that you're toast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I used to always grow up worried about that. What What if I say a cuss word when I'm, somebody pulls in front of me and I crash and die, you know? Yeah. Like, it's that kind of mindset. Or like, of, like and we have a ritual baptism, right? I mean, mm-hmm. ba- baptism is a, a great ritual and ceremony and like basically pledge of allegiance to God. And even with, with at least my kids, we've had the conversation of like, well, what if I don't get baptized and I die? Um, you know, or I'm like, well, look at the, look at the guys in, um, uh, what is it? Romans, the centurion, right? Mm-hmm. Paul basically said Romans, you know, the centurion and his family, you, because of your faith, you have the Holy spirit. Now 
they didn't get baptized. So it's not like a hundred percent by the book. The thief on the cross didn't get baptized. Right. right. And there's, there's all, all sorts of examples like that. And some people take that ritual too far. We had a preacher, a guest preacher for a while, and he told a story um, about a lady in what was called the Boston movement, which is a very uh, legalistic movement. in I think the eighties or nineties. And this lady came to him. He was a minister and said that she wanted to be baptized and he was like, okay, that's cool. Great. And she's like, I really want to get it right this time. And he said, well, ma'am, how many times have you been baptized? She said 21. Oh <laughs> she just like bad. So yeah. she, she had this thing that like every time she messed up or whatever, that she had to get rebaptized mm-hmm. again. And that was, an, to me, that an example of taking a ritual that's a beautiful thing and a teaching thing. And taking it way too far. Like baptism was a New Year's resolution. In yeah. Sense. Or it was a salvation by work. I mm-hmm. mean, right? Like yeah. You're literally saved by going under the water and coming back out. Yeah. That kind of thing. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, our church doesn't do, we do the Lord's Supper and stuff like that. But, and we do baptism. If that counts. But we. You're legit. You're good. We're le- we're legit. What What I can fall into at our church is just going doing the hour service thing and getting out of there you know yeah and it's just kind of like is that even the point like why am i here <laughs> like the order of worship being the same every time that the, kind of like the you know two songs a prayer two more songs a sermon lord's supper a closing song closing prayer done okay you sing a lot of songs because we're like three songs because your songs are like 15 minutes long dude <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I say that from the band aspect where I do enjoy the music more and so I always get tilted when these new fangled Christian songs are too long I mean, they just repeat the same verse hey, over and over again. We're going to we're going to play a game today so we're going to cut out a song. Oh. Like, well why can't you just not speak for 5 extra <laughs> minutes? Like come on, bro. But you know, that's just how well, it that's, is. Well that's I mean from a from a routine standpoint, we see ourselves getting I think quote caught in the routine and maybe not I mean, bear worship's not as sincere or something because it's always yeah. the same. But then I look at my kids and I'm like, they're building this routine and this ritual as part of their lives. And if they don't do it, something feels off to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's really cool because that's the feeling I want them to have when they miss out on a ritual that's done every week. Right. And yeah. I want them to see me taking the Lord's Supper every week. Um, I want them to see their peers getting baptized um, and participating in that ritual. And even the repetitive songs, like, you know, some people are like, I hate these new songs that repeat over and over again. But then the kids love them. They're able to actually catch on to them and sing them and memorize them really right. fast. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of benefit to repeating things over and over again, especially if they have a deeper meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. I remember that battle. I grew up in a pretty strict Baptist church, and I remember the battle of what they call them, choruses. Yeah. And uh, so singing choruses and they're like, they just repeat over and over again. And then uh, my youth pastor was like, well, let's let's look at a couple of these hymns that we're singing. You know, there's power in the blood, power in the blood, wonderful power in the blood, whatever. <laughs> and it was like they repeat all the time. Like, there's, that's not the that's problem, right. You know, that's right. And uh, repeating helps you remember and those mm-hmm. kind of things. It's interesting. Mm hmm. I remember that battle, those battles. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think we learn by doing right. I mean, there's a lot of educational teaching theory based on learning by doing right. The teacher gets up on the board and teaches how to do long division almost. I mean, there's the occasional, you know, super genius whiz kid in class. Who's like, I got it, but everybody goes home and is like, I don't get it. Or they mess up their first quiz 
or they, you know, they just don't get it right off the bat. And then you give them a hundred division problems and you walk them through the process three or four times. And then they do the process a bunch of times. And then two weeks later, they're like long division champs. Well, they, they call that like it takes a certain amount of times to develop a habit Yeah, to make, you know, working out for instance, like. It's a few weeks. It must be a really long time for that one. Yeah, I've I've never experienced it. <laughs> I obviously could use that habit. <laughs> but yeah, but we learn we learn by doing. Twenty twenty one's my year. That's oh, right. I just oh, jinxed it, man. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, we we learn by doing, and you know, if we reflect on the source of what our rituals are, then I think it's fine to to learn by doing. So what are some what are some things that we could do to help us go into a Sunday morning and not be a zombie to the ritual? Coffee. Like, coffee. It's a ritual, right? <laughs> That's true. Waking up, not just rolling out of bed and getting to church, but actually Yeah, yeah. Being I mean ready. I've heard some people say like the having a, a solid worship experience on Sunday morning starts on Saturday night. Ooh. I mean, adding a ritual like, you know, not just using Saturday night to stay up late and play video games till four in the morning or or whatever. Excuse me, that's Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> right. So so right. So part of your Sunday morning ritual starts on Saturday night. Um, I don't know. But one thing I struggle with on the music side is focusing too much on the actual music, like the notes, the harmonies. Um, I think as a as in, uh, I was going to say instrumentalist, as a musician. that Instrumentalist I, well. I I get that because I struggle with looking for the band mistakes and making yeah. eye contact with the The quality of the sound up. mixing. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. paying attention. I can't hear the bass right there. I can't hear the piano. My wife's playing yeah. piano. This I can't hear her. This mix is terrible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. And, and then next thing you know that three songs are gone and I haven't really thought about what I was singing yeah. at all. And then you have those other people that like, Talky, talky, talky. They're walking in during the song and they get to the front row and they just put their hand straight up. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they're straight in. They're straight in. All in. I, I guess I don't right. get that either. But it's, but it's, I guess it's, might as well do it. Get get. That's one way to get started is just to jump straight in. That's a ritual, it. right? Yeah. I mean, if picking your hand up reminds you of who God is and the, who you are. And that it's time to right. worship. I mean, and, you, that act of reaching towards something is pretty meaningful. I think um, I'll stop judging them. Then, so, okay. I mean, if they need a warm-up period where they have to do like you know some stretches first. <laughs> then you can let them know, and that can be part of the song service. Lo- you see, like people in the lobby doing yoga, like getting ready, yep. stretching. Got to hold my hands up for all these yeah. three straight, really long songs. So, yeah, um, I can't even hold my hands up for two choruses. Right. I think taking sermon notes is you know something people can do to kind of. Stay focused. I mean, people tend to zone out during sermons, I think. You know, start going, wandering. I, I struggle with that because the longer I've been in the church, it feels like I've heard every sermon. I just do a terrible job at practicing what's being preached, which is yeah. why I'm hearing the sermon for the 40th time. But huh. I I, uh, but I but struggle with that. It's like, oh, this is this sermon. You know, this is the, the guard your heart sermon, you know, or whatever right. it is. right. Fire and brimstone. I've been in there. I've been in ministry long enough, and I've been going to church long enough. Mm-hmm. It's, everything's mm-hmm. recycled, you know? Yeah. And in youth ministry, you could recycle sermons and stuff, and it was fine because I think that was, that was one of the strategies that we did is we had everything, every topic we wanted to cover. And then after about four or five years, you have a completely new set of 
kids that have come in and you yeah. can almost start recycling sermons at that point. Oh yeah. And on the youth changing, side. Yeah. On the youth side. For on the sure. adult side, you're like, ah, we're, we're getting that sermon again. <laughs> That's yeah. how I feel sometimes. Yeah. Like, I heard this one already. Oh yeah. And I was, I, I it's gotta be really hard to be a preaching minister. I sometimes joke with my pastor cause he was my youth pastor and I'd be like, Hey, that's your best of, of your, uh, meism sermon that you know, uh, just did. And he's uh, like, what? I was like, yeah, I was almost quoting it from the front row. <laughs> Man, that's gotta be hard to be a minister and have to come up with original material yeah. every week. Especially because you shouldn't have to, like, in a sense, because right. the Bible isn't saying anything differently now than it is. And so yeah. we just, we as people, as we just need to hear it yeah. elo- eloquently. Eloquently. Something. That works. We, we yeah. need to hear it with some storytelling ability. You know, yeah. we're, that's, that's where a it's A new like, angle. I mean, yeah. people like illustrations. People like angles. So... Hearing a fresh take on something can really have a light bulb go off in somebody's mind, right. where somebody else might be like, "I've heard this before." So right, yeah, and so I just, yeah, I mean, I, it would be hard. I can't do it. Yeah, it's hard enough for me to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. I can say that because my pastor doesn't listen to this podcast, so his <laughs> wife does. She can laugh <laughs> at it. But but yeah, I think I think rituals kind of pervade every area of of life. To a certain degree, whether they're religious or not, and uh, they can be really useful or kind of pointless. <laughs> so, so the steps we have for you to not fall into the Sunday morning ritual is get a better sleep schedule on Saturday. You know, get yep. get chores done, stuff that's like uh, going to keep your mind occupied. Get all that get all that stuff done on Saturday. Make Sunday where you don't your chores are mainly done. Yep. Kind of speaking to myself, I usually put off George till Sunday, but yeah. Um, two, have some coffee, get refreshed, be awake. Eh. Three, do some yoga in the lobby, yoga in uh, the stretch, lobby. stretching. Uh, four, when the music's playing, just jump straight into the worship aspect of it and let yep. your body or let your brain or your heart or whatever catch up with your body when it comes to yeah. expressing yourself. And yeah. I can stop judging those people when they walk in. <laughs> and what was it? Five was. I mean, come up with a strategy for paying attention to the sermon. T- I mean, so taking whether notes. Whether it's taking notes. Um, a quiz at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, repeating the words that you're hearing in your head as they're said. I've heard people do that. Or so. that's why pastors will like, repeat after me. Right. Because it right. helps reinforce the, the right, point, right. the thought. Yeah. And there's, you know. There's there's congregations that do kind of a ritualistic reading of mm-hmm. scripture every week, and I think that can be that yeah. can be nice. Uh, when I went to CR, they that's what they do. They read right. it's the same rules, it's the same yeah. twelve steps, but they read it all aloud together. That's right, and just reinforcing. You don't even need the book anymore. You just mm-hmm. go. You know mm-hmm. it yeah. done like easy. So, yeah. All right. Well, we hope everybody has a new year. Or we, everybody's in a new Gosh, year. I hope everybody actually has a new year. <laughs> yeah, oh uh, this is why I don't talk on Sunday mornings, <laughs> by the way. I just uh, I say stupid stuff. But I leave it in the podcast because I'm authentic. You're real. I'm real. Keeping okay. it real. And so hope everybody has a great year, 2021. And uh, my goal is to work out more, not judge people that raise your hands after... 
they are just laughing at a joke, walking into the. Okay, I'm very tilted by that. I need to pray. Oh, man, this pray is like a that. thing for you. I keep bringing it up. You got a list of names, don't you? <laughs> I do have you a name list. name names. I have some faces I can see right now huh. as they're walking in. Because they're sitting in their ritualistic chair, you know. <laughs> don't sit in the same place. There's another ritual. <laughs> there might be that might be get one. rid of that ritual. Don't sit in the same. Don't sit in the same spot. place. Move around. Move you around. don't own that pew. You know what? Or this week, go sit in somebody else's place. Purposely. Change your ritual and mess up somebody else's ritual. <laughs> so then they could just be mad at you the whole time and not <laughs> paying attention to anything. Like I can't believe. That's right. But all right. I hope everybody has a good week, and uh, we will see you hopefully next week. As long as I'm good at editing which is another new year's resolution so nice have a good one guys